And we're live. All right. Episode number 57. Uh, right. I'm here with uh, Kenny. Kenny, thanks for coming on the show. Pleasure, pleasure to meet you. Uh, tell, us a about, tell us a little about uh, yourself. Where are you right now? What do you do? Um, currently, I'm in Arizona. Um, more specifically, Avondale is kind of like a sub-city or a suburb in, around Phoenix. Um, but yes, and I'm, I'm a martial arts teacher uh, as my career. So maybe Kung Fu. Mm-hmm. I am okay. a real-life Kung Fu teacher. Yeah, <laughs> real-life Kung Fu teacher. We found him. All right. And your shirt says, Fear? Yeah, so it says, it's a Bruce Lee shirt. Um, you can tell he's my hero. <laughs> uh, fear, fear is for what? Fear is for others. Oh, not for you. <laughs> you're never, you're never afraid, Kenny. Of nothing. Well, well, there are some, which is some, you know, things of hesitation, and you could call uh, tidbits of fear, like let's say, oh, uh, this twist or backflip or this thing is, or this opportunity in life or what have you. But I generally don't have that a genuine fear, like like phobias mm-hmm. or what have you. Um, there are some times of hesitation, but like a true fear that'll hold me back on anything or prevent me to do certain things that I would want to do, I would say, I don't worry that I have much or at all. We'll that's, that's pretty interesting because I feel like a lot of people, right, are, deal with a lot of anxiety or scared of a lot of things. And me too, like I, there are a lot of things I'm a little bit anxious and scared of, but I feel like mm-hmm. maybe it's not that I'm, uh, that I'm not scared of things, just that maybe I'm braver and I'm willing to take on yes. uh, things, you know, that, I'm, that do make me uncomfortable, right? So, yes. is that your take? Mm-hmm. Yes, and there's also one of, we teach this, especially uh, to, towards our students, me also the little kids, mm-hmm. um, but this is uh, the, this we call life skills. So, we, this is based on the uh, life skill of having a courageous heart because having courage is, yes, there are things that are scary and we all, we all experience fear in some shape or form. However, having courageous heart or having courage is to have that and have that courage or have that feeling that you can be able to do that certain thing, no matter how difficult or challenging it may seem. So whatever the challenge may be a career move a career opportunity, or let's say a physical movement, let's say, like I mentioned some acrobatic movements or, or maybe a MMA fight or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it's okay. To, it's okay to be fearful because it's, it all happens to us. However, can you have that courage to suck it all in and go through the fire? Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's, and that's how it goes. You just, you teach that to like your students. How is it like you tell them that, or do you like, is there yes, we te- is a part of the philosophy? Mm-hmm. Yes. It parts with, and we teach other skills as well. Like in having a focused mind, um, the, the importance of having being persistent as well as having balanced emotions which is very important in this day and, day and age, even before the COVID, and also having a creative spirit, a creative mind as well. Mm-hmm. We teach that and also other skill things too. And we teach this, um, at least for me, is for the art of martial arts or Kung Fu, and sometimes even our Tai Chi practices and Qigong practices. But, um, what I'm, but mo- I'm mostly in the martial arts side. So that's where my specialty is at. Oh, Okay, wait, let's break. I want to break it down because you just said <laughs> you just keep throwing, throwing in a lot. And I just like, I know. for me, this is all new and it's cool. <laughs> wait, let's break it down. So you said the um, courage, uh, persistence. Uh, mm-hmm. what, were, what else? Mm-hmm. Uh, having a focused mind, uh, mm-hmm. having balanced emotions and having a creative spirit or mind or creativity in period. Creativity. All right. How does, and how does that help in Kung Fu? Just yeah, so... Down. Let's go back to folks, Mike, as we teach based on the five elements um, and mm-hmm. or, um, Taoism a little bit. And it goes back to even the Shaolin temples or even um, old, old Chinese cultures. So we teach based on the five elements and again, not actual elements themselves, but like actual wood or fire just by the aspects of it. Mm-hmm. So what is we teach having a focused mind? Because focus is, again, a lot, very hard to come by, especially when you're right. Easy. Um, when you're like young, like eight years oldish or preschoolish, and that's an important skill set for, especially kids in their in their growing phase. So um, wait, so kids kids in their growing phase, I feel like this is a very important point to talk about because right now, especially right now with everyone being locked up, all these kids are not really focused on anything other than like maybe their iPads zooming around. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like clicking, which is like the opposite of focus, kind of. It's like mm-hmm. kind of breaking their attention span. So what is yes. martial arts with your experience? How does it? Do you find it hard? Like, it's hard, is it harder for kids to pay attention? Um, or I know. Well, mm-hmm. well it's, it's, it's an interesting topic because you could say that 
kids are always been like this. Kids have always been kids for, since the day <laughs> we, we existed. So they mm-hmm. naturally have a tendency to be unfocused. Like, oh, oh, there's this fun, exciting thing or this thing. Mm-hmm. So there's a, there's a thing which is pretty, pretty true that kids always will be kids. I remember being a kid having trouble focusing on certain things. But then again, you could say that they're, they're pretty selective on the things they're focusing on. Now, if you're talking about being generally focused on everyday tasks, what's happening that they need to function as a, as a functioning uh, person. Um, you can say that it's kind of diminished to a, to a degree, like, like you mentioned, um, the day of technology with iPads. And ironically, I'm using my iPhone right now. Uh, yeah, that's very ironic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but we're uh, doing the opposite. We're kind of focused, right, for like this yeah. kind of time mm-hmm. where most people using it just to flip through the apps or whatever game they're moving on while they're listening to music and watching a video at the same time. Yes. And admittedly, I, I, I do that too as well. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm no same by that regard. You but do? Still, mm-hmm. uh, but it is, but it is very definitely um, concerning for, especially the, the, the population right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, um, but from my experience teaching kids, uh, I teach from all, from youngest is four years old and to, and of course, even to seniors. Um, it's a little bit difficult at first. Um, some kids are just naturally tuned to it because most even when parents bring their kids, they're like, hey, I want to do this Kung Fu because I really want to do these cool moves. While there's other kids are they're being brought to the studio or because they have some troubles, let's say, in school or, um, or they can't focus at home or have troubles listening to their parents, what have you. Um, you know, we have people have like, ADHD and all, all the other uh, disorders. Yeah, and, uh, all, all the other things. <laughs> and, and all alph- alphabet soup. But again, it, it all comes down to um, the combination for me is they're a kid, first of all, and second, that technology. And, and you could say that they're selective on what they do because they're kind of like a little bit focused if they're paying attention to the, the, whatever they're doing the phone or, to, or the device. They are kind of fo- But the thing they're focused on is kind of like zigzag. Give me a minute, Kenny. We're just going to put Ali's going to join us right now. Sure, sure, sure. All righty. Yeah, so... <laughs> Um, let's see if this works. It's going to pop in. There we go. Ali, we're in the middle of an episode. We already started. We're talking to our friend, Kenny here, martial arts, Kung Fu Kenny. Welcome. Mm-hmm. You good, Ali? Do you know what his shirt, you know what his shirt is? Can you guess? Oh, look at that. Bruce Lee. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One or the yeah. other. Yes. Well, he's a dragon for a reason. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> Wait, Bruce Lee's a dragon for a reason. <laughs> a dragon? Oh, the dragon. <laughs> Bruce Lee invented his own form of martial arts, which was the Jeet Kune Do. Jeet Kune yes. Do. I forgot if it was a Do or a Jo, but Jeet it was uh, Jeet Kune Do, which came from, uh, I believe, uh, Wing Chun. Yes. The form of Wing Chun mixed with a little bit of other martial arts. Yes, uh, you're, yeah. you're on the money on that. <laughs> yep. right. So mm-hmm. you can tell already I am a fan of Bruce Lee. Mm-hmm. Especially <laughs> yeah. the movie Ip Man, one of the greatest movies. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you, you definitely watched it. Like, <laughs> Kenny, you what's, your, it, what's, your favorite, what's your favorite Kung Fu movie? Uh, that's a loaded question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, because, believe it or not, I'm the first martial arts hero that I watched. Uh, of course, Bruce is one of them, but I was first introduced to uh, Chinese martial arts by Jack by watching Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan, <laughs> and and then once I know that Jackie Chan uh, did some Bruce Lee movies like uh, Enter the Dragon, um, even and also Fist of Fury. Um, um, and then I watched a little bit of Bruce Lee. Of course, there's Jet Li, uh, Donnie, and later on Ip Man, of course, and of course any uh, martial arts cinema from the East. Um, I watched also Tony Jaa, and and also. Uh, video games played a huge part of it too yeah so mm-hmm. what do you mean video games yeah what kind of video games are like kung fu i don't really know any kung fu video games well in mm-hmm. terms of martial arts period because kung fu uh, of course i know of it back in the day growing up but i just like back in the day i, I associate everything oh that's karate or or kick or kicking or what have you or something that's not boxing because i grip heavily on boxing first but i watch um let's say uh or play more combat, of course, uh, Tekken. No, uh, I see. <laughs> a little bit of Street Fighter here and, mm-hmm. here and there. Mm-hmm. But, are the, is, is Street Fighter, act, like the moves, are those like martial arts moves or are they just like random computer moves? Oh, uh, yes, they actually take uh, heavily influenced by real life art. So um, mm-hmm. 
And again, there are some words that I'm more knowledgeable than others. Let's say for the main character, Ryu, the one that says Hadouken and <laughs> Hadouken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, it's, uh, yes, his style is is kind of like a a hybrid style of a of of karate slash put a little kempo and put a judo as well. You can see some moves. So he's is and again, there are many different variations of style of karate. Like there's Shorin Ryu or Shotokan or and so many styles and again i'm not the karate guy i just know some people that friends who are karate guys are more knowledgeable than me but they're they're there's different styles of karate and that style of karate is being used to influence the main character if you know chun Li, she knows a bit of kempo and of course um some movements that look like from other style mixtures of other uh chinese martial arts too and of course there's taekwondo being used for some characters wrestling of course there's a bar log, the boxer, <laughs> and and some make some make makeshift um, fighting styles for some characters like uh, uh, Blanca, <laughs> animalistic <laughs> styles. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so there are some real arts being influencing you know fighting styles and you know in video game franchises like I mentioned Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, Tekken, um, King of Fighters, uh, Soul Calibur. That's more. What about Mike Tyson's game. Knockout? <laughs> that's straight up boxing um again it's back in the days graphics but there are some legitimate hooks uh jabs. you ever played that again. though <laughs> um, <laughs> i haven't played um i haven't played any of the punch outs at least to my knowledge i'm probably played a like a arcade uh uh cabinet while i was in a con in a comic con or so but <laughs> mm-hmm. but as far as i can tell there are some and again it's not too hard to know how to do a proper jab or animate one but um yeah. You, uh, no, okay. So well, what's your style? Uh, since I came in late and I do apologize for that. I, oh, yes. got messed, I messed up my medication last night and that took a toll on me. <laughs> it's totally fine, man. Um, so I specialized in um, Chinese martial arts uh, kung, or kung fu. And, uh-huh. um, and I know uh, both southern and northern Shaolin mar- uh, t- styles of kung fu. So there's a tiger and crane boxing or hung guard as some style with low stances. I also know um, Northern Shaolin, uh, long fist and some animal styles where it's more high flying kicks and jumping. And I also know arts like Wing Chun and, and also, and I wouldn't recommend it as a fighting style, but I do know Tai Chi as well and Magua. And, but also my first formal, formal exposure martial arts is Taekwondo, the kicking martial arts, because like every kid that watch movies, I like to do spin kicks. <laughs> oh, you can do those? You can do those fly, high fly kicks? It, well, yeah, it's part of the job description. Oh, part of the job. Oh. <laughs> oh, my. Can we see it, Kenny? Can we, can we switch to, to Kung Fu mode? Yeah. <laughs> All yeah, right. Sure. Me, but, but, <laughs> so, excuse me for the bad angles. Maybe make sure I can do this. So, one of my favorite kicks is tornado kicks. So I, so, I do like a little wind-up, but you can also do it from standing. So, I can step. Kick like that. Oh, my. <laughs> and... Well, I can do and you're also like a spin outward, so you can just jump and do like a outward hook or mule kick. And of course, the, uh, one there of my was the kick. Ones. There was the kick that Bruce Lee does. I forgot what it was called, but I, I'm sure since you're a fan, you probably know how to do it. It's uh, <laughs> I forgot what it's called. <laughs> no, not the split. It's uh, it has a bit of spinning to it too. I don't I know. Do if maybe this, you know, by the way. <laughs> Sorry, I can do the Swiss, by the way. Just letting you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you 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 keep doing it. When I see it, I'll know it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh man. Oh god. <laughs> it's part of the job description. Yeah. I can't. I cannot do that. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, it takes right. time, practice, and dedication. Mm-hmm. And dedication. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Just like anything. Oh my. All right. And then, um, so you're mostly a kick kicks guy and a backflip. Whoa. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm more I'm more specialized in kicks, and there are some acrobatic things like I can do. Mm-hmm. Um, but like any wonder things that I'm not, and again I'm human, but it takes practice and commitment. Um, there are some flips and, and twists that I'm personally working on myself. Oh, so you're but training I'm, also, like you're trying to like you just got there are things you want to learn, like new skills you're trying to unlock. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. and again, um, the great the thing I like about martial arts or even things period is. It makes me, there are, there's always things I can always be better on or learn. And 
And, and my philosophy is life is all about learning and experiencing new things. So mm-hmm. do your very best what you can do. And of course, try not to crack your neck in the process. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. But uh, that... where does the main thing go? Mm-hmm. Yes. Have you, have you ever maybe, been in jail? Maybe not this one. Oh, have definitely. Ever... Um, mm-hmm. from, spar- from sparring, from doing, doing practicing movements. Um, I, I do some have, you know, injuries from working out as well. I'm like probably putting too much weight in the barbell or what have you. <laughs> That sort of thing too. That's right. <laughs> so this body has gone through. This body has gone through some stuff. Mm-hmm. What's uh, what's your record of boards? Like, how many boards can you break? <laughs> boards don't hit back. <laughs> but um, oh, but like it's a strength kind of thing. So what's your record? Um, I I haven't personally broken like let's say a stack of boards, but I had broken boards that that are not that very um hard to break period um if you fully commit but um i had to try any uh like competitional thing where you can break multiple boards but the thing is like if depending on the board itself there if you're like considerable enough strength you can go for like let's say three to four you know, def- definitely one for sure because they're not that very thick but if you're recommitted and you put your whole entire body weight i'm pretty sure like a, a very fit person um or even a very fit kid who, who's probably younger than me can go for like three to four three to four boards easy. So uh, let's talk other fighting styles uh, because I'm also like a little bit, I have a history with martial arts, but a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like I used to do jujitsu yes. till I gained weight. Yes. So, <laughs> Does so, everyone tell I, you? I, I actually did jujitsu too. Mm-hmm. Does I everyone did tell you I did a little bit of kung fu? A little bit of martial Does everyone say, because I also did a little bit of uh, jujitsu when I was a kid. Does everyone tell you I did a little bit or... Wait, you did it in school, didn't you? I didn't, yeah, the same school as you, probably. <laughs> oh, wow, wait, probably so we did it together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, tell us about, about jujitsu, but also tell us, like, what do you, what's your experience? Do most, people, do, do most people know about martial arts? Is it very, like, I don't know, like a bubble community? or uh, no, I don't no. know. Mm-hmm. Well... In terms of people knowing of it, uh, I think people know a lot know more of it in proximity because you know pop culture, you know, movies, video, uh, sports, what have you. Especially the rise of MMA, um, especially where the dude bros know more about fighting the aspects. Um, <laughs> that I think martial arts been, are now being more known. And again, back in the 70s, it's there's like a huge boom boom of uh, martial arts schools. But I think thanks to MMA and of course, um, the, of course, the rising trend of things like movies and games and shows uh martial arts as a whole is being being exposed to like an unbelievable unbelievable degree because back in like let's say a couple hundred years ago it's kind of like a, a secret thing to do uh, at least for the chinese side um or chinese martial arts side um kung fu can only be taught by let's say the, from someone from a royal bloodline and can only be taught by the first son that's from a chinese chinese history mm-hmm. or chinese kung fu history Mm-hmm. Nowadays, anyone can learn it, which is great because I'm up for anyone learning this stuff. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, do you think it changed over the history, like Chinese martial arts? Oh, definitely. And again, um, there are people who try to learn from the from a pure perspective. Like, um, um, but for me, people, I like to combine, you know, the art itself and try to be true to the art itself. Like, let's say. I'm going to be true to the form of a tiger fist or tiger or mantis kung fu. I, I want to be true to it as well. But would I ever use some of the martial arts in a real life uh, self defense situation or an MMA ish uh, fight scenario? Maybe, maybe not, because I have some other fighting styles to go to go back into. Mm-hmm. But but then again, it, it depends on what you're looking for. Are you trying to train in the purest uh, perspective and be true to the art form itself, or are you trying to look from a combative perspective or Am I trying to poke this guy's eye out or am I trying to knock him out with a good old roundhouse kick or what have you? It really depends on what, what are you training for? Are you training for pure combative or reasons or artistry reasons like for pres- preservation of the culture? Or are you trying to find a good workout to be healthier? It mm-hmm. really depends on what you're looking for. That's true. Have you ever fought someone? And like did someone, I don't know, like defensively or? I have, well... Well, I haven't gone. I haven't gone to fights when I was a younger kid, and mm-hmm. they're they're more for dumb reasons. And this is before my former martial arts training. Well, <laughs> after my, mm-hmm. when I was in high school uh, or middle school, I just well martial arts hiatus because I trained in taekwondo, and and due to personal reasons, um, 
you know, with, you know, being a teenager and having hormones and all that stuff, you got into some dumb decisions and mm -hmm. I got into some fights, um, you know, that mm -hmm. comes to the territory. And, and of course, um, I can't remember because does that tell you, does that teach you not to like, uh, to, to be a peaceful defensive guy now? Um, to be honest, well, no. yes, <laughs> but yes. So mm -hmm. nowadays as, um, I'm 40, no, just kidding. But, um, <laughs> but now, uh, but nowadays I see myself as I'm not going to fight anyone unless you're, unless I'm in MMA. Cause that's the only reason why I would ever fight. Cause I personally want to test my abilities as a, as a warrior with fellow warriors. I would never want to start a, uh, a conflict mm -hmm. with, in, the, in the civilian life because chances are if I'm out there and let's say getting, getting like coffee or what have you, I'd rather have the coffee and I'd rather be everyone's friend and have a good time. Now, if I were in an MMA scenario or a warrior or warrior type scenario, like I'm in the war zone, then then the warrior mind would just click on, click mm -hmm. in, and I'll just go and fight. It's like a snap, However, right? It's like civilian. Yes. And then when the time calls for it, which it hasn't happened yet, but it might happen at some point, right? Yes. Always preparing for that moment. Yes, fight yes. mode. <laughs> and me personally, I always had this fighting energy. That's why martial arts a great outlet because I grew mm -hmm. up, you know, in a little bit tough, a little bit rough. I was... It's, it is what it is. I also, it doesn't help that I watch violent stuff while growing up too. <laughs> but, um, mm -hmm. but I always had this, this feisty, and again, I was a little introverted kid back in the day, so I don't want to show it, uh, show emotions, but I just somehow just enjoy being in a fighting scenario. I, I, I enjoy being hit. I enjoy hitting things. Uh, unfortunately, that includes people too, back and mm -hmm. I shouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. But then again, I thanks to martial arts, I had this outlet to control, to, um, control or maybe not control or vent that um fighting energy that i have and it's only natural because right now um when you're young you have that for most people i can't say for everyone but for most people around especially young male young young men um they have this fighting energy and whatever it is actually for actual fighting itself or competitiveness let's say competition energy because we all we're all competitive animals to a degree so i like that's why i chose martial arts because it's pretty much a, a pure combative art expression, but, but there's discipline involved. There's a philosophy involved as well. Mm -hmm. You do this every day, every, literally every day or. Oh yes. Mm -hmm. Every day. Even my, even my day off. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when was the last time like you, you stopped, like how long have you been doing it every day for now? Um, well, uh, and again, I, every day I do like at least a couple out, uh, per me personal training. Uh, it really depends on the day, but at least I do at least, minimum two hours of doing something the most i ever did was like half a day and i was like back when i was not even a teacher mm -hmm. but and again things change when you become a teacher but i still want to i still need to train in some shape way and form mm -hmm. now and again um there's i i will be honest um there are some there are there's a time i think a couple of years ago but there's like a a day or a week that i haven't trained or a time period that I haven't trained consistently or trained at all. It's mm -hmm. like a day where I just sleep it off, which is okay. Just jump, jump, just jump back to the wagon. All right. And yeah. All right. Do you feel down when you're not doing it every day or? Oh, definitely. Mm -hmm. I, if I don't train in some shape way form, yes. If I do like a, a skip, uh, a skip day, um, it, there, there's a change of, I would say energy or, or frequency or just my, whole energy levels they kind of change and again i may still have a good day overall day by doing something else like let's say uh hang out what have you um or play video games what have you, or anything activity that i enjoy it's not the same if i haven't exerted this um this uh this physical training or or do, or do anything that's physical or that's what i enjoy that i pretty much sweat it off with so there's a difference in energy levels if you don't do anything physical or especially something that you enjoy mm -hmm. All right. Tell us, tell us about uh, Bruce, Bruce Lee. Why is Bruce, why is Bruce Lee the hero? I don't know too much about this. I feel like you and Ali know a bit more, but I like, I know he's like, a, you know, an actor and he's popular. Yes. I don't know why, what the whole thing is. Mm -hmm. Instead of telling yeah. you, why not show you, eh? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you're going to pull up a spin. Well, yeah, so tell us a little bit, Kenny. <laughs> well, as far as I know, like, what did you say? Bruce Lee fanboy, I can tell you as much as I can research from day one. But um, Bruce Lee, um, he's 
known as as an actor, but he's also a legitimate martial artist because um, he was he trained under uh, Ip Man back back when he was in his teen years. I think as what seventeen. I could be wrong, by the way. <laughs> but but he definitely trained under Ip Man during his time in Hong Kong because he was born in the United States in, in California. I forgot what city, but he but he moved moved back to uh, to Hong Kong, China. Um, sometimes, and that's where he grew the majority of it, uh, grew up in the majority of his childhood. Um, and again, um, in his main documentaries and testimonies say that he has a, he was pretty like a feisty kid, like myself. Um, he likes to fight, so, and he actually got in a in a street, got part of a street gang or a street, a group of a group of young kids, and he got into a lot of fights. And um, during that time, and he wasn't a great student either, um, um, in terms of academics. So um, he that. God gave his folk, uh, fa uh, his family, a hard time, especially towards his dad. Um, so, and he just found, um, he found somewhere along the lines, he found um, Ipmon, and that's during some time that he trained on Ipmon, and it's where he, and that's when he won Wing Chun. And granted, uh, when he moved to the United States, um, there are reasons why he went to the United States. The most common, um, common accepted reason why he moved to the United States is because. He has to move to avoid trouble with the law because he got in a fight with some kid, um, this government official's kid. That's the common accepted um, um, reason why he moved to the United States. And and during that time when he went to the United States, I forgot what state, um, he didn't form, formally finish his Wing Chun training. By the way, that doesn't mean he's not a great Wing Chun because many, uh, many of his classmates and even if, even if uh, Iman himself said, Bruce Lee's pretty good in Wing Chun, even though he didn't complete his full training, like let's say getting a black belt in Wing Chun, if mm -hmm. that's the uh, one way you can see it. So he didn't finish the uh, first he didn't three master versions. It, let's mm -hmm. say. Yes. yes. And again, you could see, and mastering is, is subjective. Uh, did he master, let's say, a certain aspect of Wing Chun? Definitely. You can see it just by his movements. Did he complete the entire set, or, or did he come master his one aspect of Wing Chun? Probably not, but that's, but it's, Again, it goes back to subjectiveness and what and, and me be, and for me, what kind of aspect of the training did he master or did put it time and effort on? Maybe did these practical, practical sparring did he master that part? Probably because he pretty much knocked the knocked crap out of a lot of people. <laughs> but, uh, can you allow me to share screen? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Um. There you go. Hmm? Uh, yeah, so why is he the greatest, though, is what I don't understand. I understand, like, he plays why Kung Fu. Yeah, I understand he plays Kung Fu, and he's, like, a cool guy, and he's smart, <laughs> and philosophy and stuff. You gave him the... Oh, I gave right it to Kenny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. I'm sorry, Kenny. Um, Kenny, can you give me the host? I don't know how he's going to do on the phone now. It's... Do you know how? If not, it's cool. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, we're good. Yeah, now we're good. Let's just uh, let's just keep going. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, you asking why? You asking me why he's the greatest? Is that mm -hmm. correct? Mm -hmm. Okay. And um, most commonly, why he's perceived as the greatest? Because um, first of all, is the way he's been portrayed as movies, and and his movies are known being being portrayed as the little guy or the guy that's being you know. As his great fighter at first, but there's some challenges ahead, and he pulled through because everyone likes the underdogs or like Rocky or what have you. Mm -hmm. But or but yes, and something about his charisma because he's, he's like an nice. underdog he's, he's and been, he's very charismatic. That's the mm -hmm. yes, charismatic, and even outside of the movies, he's being known as charismatic, and you know, and people call him you know a people person, a ladies man, and all that. Mm -hmm. So. Um, <laughs> Part of it is charisma too, and the way he portrays himself outside the studio as well as inside the film studio. Mm -hmm. But also, um, back in the day, uh, this, during the 60s and, and 70s, uh, Chinese people, especially men or Asian men in general, um, they're portrayed as weak or not as masculine. And, and the culture back in the day is like, okay, that's okay to pick on the Asian guy. Yeah. But mm -hmm. now, but due to Bruce Lee, um, oh. he showed masculine how, mm -hmm. how powerful and the other dog can be, especially the, um, the Asian American or Asian person, Asian mm -hmm. male can be. You can be, and can beat the crap out of the pe people, no matter who they are. Like I can beat the crap <laughs> out of Chuck Norris or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar mm -hmm. <laughs> or any or any of these wide variety of uh, masculine figures. So, so there's that aspect of why he became so popular because 
um, the combination of the underdog story and his his own personal charisma. Now, in terms of martial, the, the actual martial arts, um, um, like I mentioned, uh, everyone knows that he trained on Wing Chun, and believe it, um, believe it or not, he actually studied Tai Chi first, and maybe a, a style of Kung Fu beforehand, but his most prominent style that he utilized um, before he developed Jikundo, Jikundo um, is Wing Chun. Now, during his time um, in the United States and after um, this, I think there's a, a karate beach a karate tournament back in the, at 67. Uh, again, dates are not that my forte. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he, he did a, 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 a Kung Fu demonstration and he mainly um, utilized a lot of the Wing Chun aspects like a one-inch punch and, you know, Chi Sao and Lop Sao um, where you, and his partner, these are partner drills. But during around that time frame, he's, he also studied uh, judo um, by Gene LaBelle. And he also worked from other uh, styles, like let's say karate. Um, and he did some, he had, he had experience in boxing. And there was also like a granted, and there's some flaws, to, there's some, you know, um, controversy on if he actually did, but there are some times where there are some um, hints of it. He did like a, a boxing tournament. He did train some boxing too before going to the United States because he, um, according to the newspaper or whatever, he says that when he won a boxing tournament against a uh, boxing uh, or boxing match against a boxing champ in his um, high school. So he had some boxing experience too. Oh, Bruce Lee, what a guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, yes. is there a Bruce Lee of today or not really? Um, um, well, in terms of, of an actual Bruce Lee, well, <laughs> it's very hard to say. <laughs> I'm not pointing myself, but I am inspired <laughs> by him. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but in terms of, if you, say, if you say there's a Bruce Lee in all of us, because he influenced a lot of people, not just in martial arts, but in terms of artistry or how to live your life, then I could argue that just, there's a Bruce Lee in all of us. Mm-hmm. However, in terms, if you want an actual physical reincarnation of so, or source of sorts of an actual Bruce Lee, um, I don't know. There, there's so many people in the world, so maybe um, there's just one. Uh, there's just one story of his. I forgot his name, um, but there's the story of the Afghan Bruce Lee, who looks like a spinning, almost like a spinning physical image of Bruce Lee himself, and he and he did some training um, in wushu and a little bit of sanda of Chinese uh, Chinese kickboxing. Um, but if you look up Afghan Bruce Lee, um, you'll see that he almost looked like a near identical uh, reincarnation, if you believe in that sort of thing, or copy see, of Bruce if Lee. If I was host, I would be able to highly. <laughs> no, I feel but... I would have loved to see that. Whoops. All right, it's all good. Kenny, show us your swords. My swords? Oh, yes. So <laughs> I, have couple, <laughs> I have a couple swords. Some of them are actual, most of them are just performance swords, but I have one, one actual sword that I, that's really sharp, um, a katana. <laughs> so. What I, what I have right here is a broadsword, uh, more specifically a condal, and this, actually, this goes in sets of two, so I can do like a dual broadsword form. So, yes, and again, this is not sharp, it's more for performance and show, but I will tell you this, it will hurt if you smack someone with this, with this uh, piece of metal, period, but this is more mean for just for show. Um, and again, you can do like figure eights and, you know, um, spins and cool stuff with them. Um, here's the actual samurai sword I have, and Parts of it's undone. I was last night. I was fixing it, Whoa. but this is my sharp sword, and if you can tell, um, it's actually actually I did the Ito wrapping. You know the the lever you wrap that? itself. And, Whoa! No, yes, uh, I, I, I was actually uh, redoing it because you know it was a little messy at first. And if you notice, um, there used to be like a a metal cap here to hold the Ito, but I was I didn't have time. Mm. Mm-hmm. And the actual cool. sword itself. It's really sharp, so. <laughs> and yes, so I can actually cut things with this sword. That's a performance sword, or is that what's what is? Dude, that? I've always wanted to own a handmade katana. Yes, for yes, you know, folded a thousand times. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. And I have some training in some Japanese swordsmanship. Uh, mostly the the unsheathing of the sword and some combat techniques too, because. My my Sifu, uh, he uh, he was also trained by a former kendo master, oh, and mm-hmm. and due and due to association, he trained me in some parts of kenjutsu. So swordsmanship, how do you like practice swordsmanship? I feel like that's a very dangerous, right? Like think the 
Practically. It, it can be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, what I can tell by at least the uh, from my experience, um, I specialize in more, mostly in Chinese uh, Chinese martial arts, and that includes weapons. So, of course, there's broadsword, the Chinese straight sword, or of course, stabs and and whip chains, what have you. Mm-hmm. But there's also I'm also trained in you know certain other um, styles and or enough for me trained. I've been from my experience, I get trained by uh, my master who got who been who got who has been trained by masters or or actual certified teachers by those arts. So my master, um, Alan Venable, um, he's a great guy. Um, um, he's he got trained in kinjitsu, a little bit of fencing, um, kima or or historical European martial arts where they practice the English long sword, a broad English broadsword, or you know the very big uh, European swords, or we find styles based on those long weapons. Sword. Yes, yeah, so, and of course, and a shield and sword techniques as well. So I, I've been trained by the guy who's been training on all, as much as he can on those weapon styles. Whoa. Um, sure. Can you tell, what is a ninja? What is a ninja? The ninja. Um, the ninja or shinobi, um, that can translate to shadow warrior or, or, dark, or dark warrior because they, they operate in the night. Um, they're, they're warriors slash mercenaries slash, uh, they can be assassins too, or there's information gatherers because they don't, they don't, back in the day in, in medieval Japan, um, they work, they serve different functions for, um, they can act as, uh, like I mean, assassins to take out this, uh, leader or this, or the shogun of a rival clan or this province or land. Um, but they can also be, they can be disguised as normal farmers or normal, or, or people in court or in the world court and they are geishas or the kunichis. Um, they can be information gatherers or infiltrators, saboteurs, or they can sabotage certain aspects of the, of the land by our damaging infrastructure, uh, damaging certain buildings, what have you. So the ninja or people are specialized in different other, um, trades, kind of like the CIA or the Navy SEALs of oh. the United States. <laughs> okay. um, they can do whatever they need to do to better the, but to better the the clan they're in, or the better the uh, family they serve, kind of samurai. But the samurai are more honorable. They're more they're more right. out there or mm-hmm. more noticeable. So the the ninja are shadows. And again, uh, mm-hmm. they are they work in the shadows. So mm-hmm. if let's say the marines are the the samurai, the CIA or the SEAL Team Six would be the uh, would be the ninja. Um, that's one analogy you can think of that way maybe not be the best but that's one way you can see it and they're they're still out there Another way. Mm-hmm. um well <laughs> so there is there is a uh, proof there were ninja clans and um if you look <laughs> at youtube um or there is a person that, that claims to be the last uh, last um old stock petition uh, old school petitioner of ninjutsu and right now he's teaching his uh, teaching uh, teaching his way of ninjutsu to many other students too so the, the practice will still live on but as but he's known as the last living ninja. If you're considering, oh, he's from Japan, and as he went from a Japanese master, that sort of thing. But he's st- but this last living known ninja is still teaching his art to his students. So mm-hmm. the practice itself will still live on. And of course, there are ninja schools and people that claim to be um, ninja masters, people that learn from from old ninja masters. So. There's that, and again, I am not the for, foremost expert on ninjutsu itself, but I just mm-hmm. know of it. It's just like an ninjutsu is just like a martial arts, like kung fu is. Kind of. So uh, ninjutsu is more like an an umbrella term. So there's, of course, the fighting aspect, the hand-to-hand combat aspect, which um, n- most normal people will associate ninjas as. Oh, they're they're great fighters and what have you, which they which comes to the territory. They have to be. But there's also they had to be great horseback riders. They had to be great uh, camp um, outdoorsmen because they had to survive the outdoors. They had to be great. They had to be very proficient in mountain climbing or infiltrating um, various buildings. Back in the day, it was castles in Japan or what have you, or maybe going over through moats. Um, that's why he's in the TV show Ninja Warrior. They kind of simulate that, but of course in the modern twist. But the how to traverse in certain different areas, how to kind of like parkour in a way. Um, that's one aspect of the ninja training that you have to be proficient at. And of course, there's the other combat arts like archery. Um, that's more so for the samurai. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also 
shuriken jitsu where for uh, ninja stars or shurikens or even kunais or projectiles period there's that too um but ninja stars is, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, <laughs> ninja stars yes the sharp pointy things but but overall ninjutsu as uh, even though people want to associate it as just fighting a fighting style is actually an umbrella term for many um arts or or, or areas that the ninja has to be proficient at for their missions um, either combat or infiltrating, uh, sab sabotaging or traversing in different environments. That goes on the umbrella term nijitsu. Um, the fighting style, fighting or hand-to-hand -hand combat, which can trace its, uh, trace its movements back to many other fighting styles like karate or even taekwondo, judo, jiu-jitsu. Um, the terminology for the, the ninja's fighting style is taijutsu. Um, if you watch Naruto um, <laughs> or anime, <laughs> Um, I did watch Naruto. The character Rock Lee is proficient in Taijutsu, yep. so that was just pretty much hand-to-hand -hand combat. Pretty much. Is but mm. uh, the biggest rivals to ninjas were obviously the samurai. Samurai, right? And, yes, and that's the that's mostly accepted, but it's also uh, rival ninja clans too. True. Because samurai do samurai do have to fight other samurais, and back in medieval Japan. Um, there are periods like the Edo period and Sengoku period. But again, during the back in the day where Japan is still war, warring clans, what have you, and they're trying to take each other's lands, um, the ninja also have to fight against other ninja clans because sometimes they can be <laughs> high. They can, they can be, you know, they can be served under a certain, certain clan, and this clan has this type of ninja clan at, under the service. So sometimes they have to fight other ninjas or other samurais or or just assassinate this lord so that way this their lord or their leader can have this type of land so it's it's tribal war, tribal warfare but ninjas and ninjas samurai yeah awesome uh, anime uh, <laughs> anime <laughs> you watch a lot of that or is that oh, <laughs> oh definitely oh yes <laughs> what's your favorite anime uh dragon ball z <laughs> Was is that real kung fu? Um, Dragon Ball Z <laughs> or Dragon Ball period. Um, in some of the dubs, they people do uh, some of the characters do mention kung fu. Um, but again, uh, a lot of the um, the fighting in Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball, at least from what I can re remember, um, there are some hints of kung fu, but there's also hints of karate and and other techniques you can you can associate. Um, with other styles like Taekwondo or Judo because oh there's a hip toss or or Jiu-Jitsu oh they're controlling the arms or what have you and also, also some weapons but of course um, there are some parallels of other fighting styles um, and of course there's the ridiculous shooting um, energy blast and <laughs> whatever to your opponent. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. For me, it's Naruto. I like Naruto more. I watch Naruto it's, as well. Uh, <laughs> it's my, I find it much better than Dragon Ball, to be honest. <laughs> purely because of the fighting and the story. And I agree. Um, uh, last time I checked Naruto, um, I think Shippuden mainly, and of course, the, uh, the Rock Lee versus Gara fight. It's just amazing. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, when he drops the tiny weights that turn like... Uh, Flips shit over. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's amazing, dude. It makes sense because Rock Lee is is proficient in Taijutsu, and he's obviously inspired by this guy right here. <laughs> it is. So, what's your training like on a day to day basis? What do you do? What's your uh, like go to method of training? Like, walk us through your day to day life. Well, as of right now. And again, it, it all it all varies. It depends on first, first of all, what am I achieving? Um, but as of ma maintenance, because right now I can't right now compete in the MMA as of right now or start training in the gyms due to obvious reasons. Um, but in terms of me keeping up with my training, uh, of course I do stuff like let's say uh, push-ups or sit-ups. You know the basic the basic uh, entire uh, full body workout routines. Um, I used I used to go to a gym, um, uh, local gym, um, Eos Fitness, and I do like a, a like almost like a full body workout, um, where I just you know I do squats, um, uh, bench presses, curls. I have some weights at home, and I do also uh, kettlebell stuff as well. And it really depends. Sometimes you do like maximum sets, um, maximum sets or maximum reps for a few sets, or as many sets you can do, but low repetitions. Let's say a dumbbell curl. What have you? There's, I do trains like that, 
but also do uh, do the heavy bag training, so right, you will punch the bag or kick the bag as hard as you can. But that's in, and that's of course back in, when gyms are open where I can go to a gym safely. Right now, I do like let's say push-ups as many as I can. Sometimes I uh, do 30 just to wake myself up. 50 just a good a good challenge. 100. So um, and I think it's last week I did 100 somewhere. And again, as much as I can in a certain time frame. Um, that goes to sit-ups, crunches, and squats as well. Um, of course, there's also um, exercise, martial arts exercise like kip-ups or punches, um, kicks. And I sometimes go over my go over some forms. Let's say I want to go over the drunken the drunken form as many times as I, need, I can, as I remember, and mm-hmm. may, and improve on some aspects of the movements. Let's say I need more spring or more oomph or more arm extensions for a certain movement. Um, I, again, I practice both Northern and Southern Shaolin Kung Fu. So there's a lot of types of Kung, uh, Kung Fu styles or forms. So the tiger form, the dragon, crane, um, leopard, mantis, eagle, monkey, drunken fist, um, sword, or sword forms. You can see the swords right here. Um, Chinese straight sword, samurai sword, um, stabs over there. You can see the stabs. Uh, I, I that guy here mm-hmm. yeah so just beat the crap out of him <laughs> so yeah i and the max and the maximum i do for my own personal training um miss a couple hours because and again it doesn't take much to get a good workout back in the day when i was before i became a teacher i can do like maybe three four five maybe half a day and the half a day i'm just doing i'm going to college and just do my school work which Proves nothing anyway because I'm a meathead now. <laughs> okay, so uh, you're an instructor, right? So you teach like what age level? Um, I teach um, all ages. So I teach our four-year-olds. Four so we call that our little cubs. So we teach them basically it, the basics and also a fun twist. So can you do this little challenge to stay on one leg for, for how much how long you can, can do? Um, also, I teach them. Um, young kids to teenagers to young adults and to seniors because I also teach uh, Tai Chi and Qigong which is slow slow movements where it's more relaxed and more watery mm-hmm. and Qigong which is the practice of kind of like a standing yoga where you practice in practice uh, stretching movements and full body movements while emphasizing on posture it's kind of like yoga but also more emphasis on the breath so again, what we teach the Qigong students first is, first of all, where you're breathing is, and this goes to martial arts, um, rather than breathing from the chest, you want to breathe from your diaphragm. So when you inhale, you want to expand your stomach. And when you exhale, you want to contract your stomach, make it smaller. So, yeah, so that's kind of like the first Qigong lesson we teach uh, newcomers as well. But again, um, I mainly focus on the martial arts side of training, but again, I, I do teach... Um, other things as well right. other than just how to pick so what's what would you say is their biggest misconception when they come in they're like okay this is our first lesson say hey welcome let's start and they like get surprised so what's their most so like their biggest misconception when it well, comes to the first misconception um and this it doesn't go for everyone everyone's different some people have some prior martial arts training they just have to go back to go back to the wagon. Um, but for for people who are some who are new to martial arts as a whole, um, the common misconception is, oh, you're gonna start fight, fighting sparring or fight the master teacher, which um, not as prevalent as back in the day, because back in the '70s or what have you, um, <laughs> some some schools roll like that. So sometimes you do have to fight the students or even the head the head teacher <laughs> or what have you. But I'm not, but as of right now, maybe the case for MMA, but highly doubt it. Uh, but um, but just either an MMA school or traditional school like kung fu or karate, you go for the you do conditioning, you go you, like you know like push-ups or stance work or or can you do this many jumping jacks to warm up the heart or stretch? We do that first to get the warm up the body, and then we go over the basic fundamentals. And again, most of you do in the air, at least from from for me as for my training with my students or training with equipment, let's say punch the bob over here you can see bob right there or some pads what have you so that's the most likely scenario we go over your base training is warming up the body stretching but the misconception is um or you just start fighting or start sparring or are you doing these 
these cool advanced kicks or spin flips or what have you, which again, you have to start from ground zero. You have to get your about basic foundation strong first. And before you get your found, before you do any advanced stuff, you need to, you need to master your basics. Can you stand on your two feet in this stance for a very long time, no matter how painful it is? Or can you do this proper punch hitting with the first two knuckles rather than the entire knuckles? Or can you hold your balance well because balance will become very important later on? That sort of thing. Interesting. All right. That's, yeah. I do you want, like, we're, I don't know. I we're think. out of time. Now we're out of time, my friend. Ali, it's we out of time. We are out of time. Well, <laughs> I, came, I, I came late, that. so I kind of lost track nah. of time. <laughs> but we are. We, uh, we again, I apologize mark. for coming late. Kenny, so, what an honor. Uh, really, this was so yeah. much. This was a lot of fun. I like it is um, <laughs> like learned a lot of this. I feel like we could keep talking for some. I still have so many more questions. So for another. <laughs> definitely. definitely. You know, we do multiple series. <laughs> sounds <laughs> good. No, sounds good to me. Yeah. <laughs> Learn the way of Kung Fu. All right. Sounds good. Ali. Monologue. So, all right. Here. All right. All right. Take I your said dive. empty your mind. Empty your mind. Be, Be free. Formless. formless. Free by water. The water tea, teacup becomes the teacup. The water the bar right. becomes the bottle. The water the water in the cup becomes the cup. Or I repeated it. Now what yeah, it's fine. or it crashes. Right. my friend. <laughs> that he stole my he did it first. And not the food reactor too. I kind of messed up these things. Yeah, but he did it. Yeah, like I, I'm not even mad. Like, thank you. That's perfect. Thank you. You Anyways, got it. Uh, thank you for watching another episode. Uh, if you reach this far into the episode, uh, subscribe, I guess. Uh, uh, <laughs> thank you for joining us today. Mm-hmm. Novero, instructor Novero, Oos, <laughs> and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, I guess that's it. Do you have anything you want to shout out? Anything you want to let the world know? Uh, yes, just if you are, if you're wondering how, what to do, just breathe and empty your mind for at least, at least one minute and do something that's fun and productive. That's all I can say. Now, I do have, I do have an Instagram, so feel free to follow me. Um, mm-hmm. So, Kenny. So, if you find a if you find Darth Maul or Kung Lao or Bruce Lee wannabe looking around Instagram, that's probably me. <laughs> Amazing. But, I believe his link in the description below. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I don't know if you watched any of our other episodes, but this is generally how we sign out. Mm-hmm. And peace. <laughs>